welcome to another episode. This is episode five with Faith and Family with God Family Works. Today we are talking about being a team, teamwork. When you think about a team, you may think of two or more people working together towards a set goal or a set accomplishment, right? So in a marriage, it's just that. It's two people working together towards a set goal or some type of accomplishment that you guys have put into place. Now, in order for a marriage between a couple to be a team, both must be on one accord. Am I right? Being on one accord in in the spiritual as well as the natural. And today we're going to dive into um, how to work as a team. Now, being on one accord, babe, what are some of your thoughts about being on one accord in a marriage? Um, when I think about being on one accord, um, obviously you think about uh, cohesiveness. Uh, you think about... Uh, consistency uh, being able to agreeable or be agreeable uh, not necessarily having to agree on everything but to be able to agree to disagree mm-hmm. um, also I think it's important to know that when you think about teamwork too um, it takes a level of commitment um, it takes a level of study uh, and the word Study doesn't mean literally in studying in literature, mm-hmm. um, but studying each other. Um, I need to know how you flow. You need to know how I flow in order for us to be able to flow seamlessly. Right? Because if I don't understand you and how you do things and how you like things being done, then there's no way we could be a team because I'm still going to be doing them out of my own aspirations and how I feel or mm-hmm. what I think needs to get done. Right? So we got to be able to understand each other. Yeah, 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 that's good. And um, and being on one accord, um, I um, believe that um, in order for a marriage to be on one accord, that you all have to pray together um, and to pray for one another um, in order for your spirits to connect, okay? Yeah. Um, in order for that to happen, you all have to set some time aside and to be able to um, pray together and to get to know one another spiritually, you know, um, in order for the natural to take place. Okay. Because in the natural things manifest, first of all, in the spirit, and then it manifests in the natural. Okay. Because when you are able to go into the spiritual realm and to pray for one another or to pray about your goals or pray about what's our next move, what it is that God wants us to do, how God wants to lead us, contacting him first, right? Through prayer. Um, that's how both of your spirits are able to be on one accord. And then those plans begin to start manifesting and taking place in the natural. Okay. Now, one of the things that I think about when it comes to being a team, um, what comes to mind is first Corinthians chapter 12, mm-hmm. right? First Corinthians chapter 12, um, talks about, um, the body and how we are one body. When you are a believer of Jesus Christ, 
okay as a married couple you are one body even in the book of genesis chapter 2 it tells us that we become one flesh right so in order for us to be one flesh we um, put aside some things and we come together as being one being one in spirit okay and um we become one body so remember that in the book of first corinthians chapter 12 that um um it is broken down to us that um if you are the feet if you are the head if you are the arm right if you are the hand you know everybody works in their respective um way in order to get the job done in a marriage we are supposed to work together in order for us to get the job done well what is the job what is your purpose right in order for you to understand your purpose you have to have a lifestyle of prayer at least one of you all got to have a lifestyle of prayer it works best when the both of you all have a lifestyle of prayer amen yeah. but um but you all work together as one body in order to get the purpose that god has called you all to in order for it to get done maybe that one purpose is just to be a husband and a wife right a godly husband and a godly wife to one another um and to raise up children right to leave that legacy for your grandchildren all right because the things that you have set in a place as being on one accord working as one body it can be passed down from generation to generation yeah. okay yeah because think about this no one on this earth was ever designed to be great alone right no one no one was ever designed to be great by themselves the purpose of your creation was for you to be able to connect and to be able to flourish with someone now, in marriage, is the purpose of your creation, uh, the pr purpose of your union was to display Christ to the world mm -hmm. and his work and his relationship with the church. So that's why it's very important that espouses that we are on one accord, that we are working as a team because we are depicting to the world the relationship that Christ has with us as his church. Mm -hmm. So your teamwork has an importance your teamwork is not in vain. You have to be able to be on one accord. You should be on one accord. Mm. But back to my original statement, no one was ever designed to be great by themselves. Right. Because if you think about Genesis chapter 2, when God created Adam, yeah. when he created Adam, he eventually created a suitable helper, yeah. right? Yeah. Which was Eve, the helpmate, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And as a wife, we are helpers to our husband. However, our husbands may need help, whether that's spiritually, whether that's in the natural, physically, we are to work side by side with them. The husband is to have a vision. Am I right? Correct. So if the husband has a vision, we are supposed to come together side by side and work with our husbands on that vision whatever that vision is as long as it lines up to the will of god yeah okay uh, even when you think about the creation um of the trinity or, or that whole um image mm -hmm. of creating it was god the father and the holy spirit mm -hmm. and so when you think about that when, I, when you think about that, you have to think about it in a concept of your marriage. Christ should be the head, but then you have man, and then you have woman. Mm -hmm. So there's always this form of teamwork that's going to be around or 
um, evolved or involved of itself within a marriage, particularly in a godly marriage. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be in the marriage alone, even if you feel like you're in it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not. There's always a greater force that is behind. Now, from a Christian perspective, from a godly perspective, if God is not in your marriage, then you still have a marriage where it's depicted upon teamwork. Because there's still husband and there's still wife. Yeah. But the perfect form of a teamwork is when you have God involved in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect. That's that is most perfect. definitely the um, perfect model for um, for marriage. Um, in the book of First Corinthians chapter 11, it tells us that um, man was created for God. Yeah. And woman was created for man. All right. And that also goes back into Genesis chapter two on when Adam was created. Do you see if you um, go back into Genesis chapter two and you see how they both were a team um, working together, Adam doing what it is that he was called to do at that time and Eve working side by side um, with her husband. Now, let's go a little bit further, honey. Um, tell me um, why you believe that it is so important for a, um, a man to, ha- to have a woman, a-, a good woman, a good godly woman by his side. Well, I mean, you, you got to think back first from the reason why the woman was created. Um, and that's to be uh, a helpmate to the man. Uh, and now when we say helpmate, um, sometimes we can automatically uh, link that to uh, a 50-50 relationship, mm-hmm. a 50-50 marriage. Because when you hear the word help, you automatically think uh, support. You automatically think um, bringing to the table. But that's not necessarily what that means. Obviously, first of all, marriage is 100%, 100%, not 50-50. Both spouses need to be 100% to the table. Because if you're only bringing 50% to the table, you're only bringing half of you. So it should be a 200% marriage rather than a 100% marriage. So I first wanted to explain that. But when you think about the, the role of the wife and the, and the meaning of them to the husband, you know, there's a lot of benefits of it. Number one, uh, the wife brings balance to the home. You know, if the man, if the man didn't have a... Um, a wife that brings balance to the home, then ultimately he's going to be uh, doing all by himself. But the woman should bring balance where she should nourish the home. She should make the home feel like a home. Uh, she should be able to make sure that, watch this, the atmosphere is set in the home for when the man comes home. Those are some of the roles that I think or some of the benefits of having a wife in the home or having a wife when you when you talking about a marriage having a wife those are some of the benefits now other benefits that feeds into uh some of the uh i'm going to just use the word fleshly desires but that's not really what i was trying to say but i'm just going to use it so you can understand where i'm coming from uh trying to, to to feed into some of those desires is for sexual desires right um Sex is built upon a godly woman, 
godly man having sex in a marriage. That's what sex is built for. That's why sex was created. I'll say it again. Sex was created for a godly man and a godly woman having sex within a godly marriage. Okay? So that's a good reason why the, the woman uh, was created for the man or the woman brings to the marriage. Uh, another thing that uh, a woman brings to, to the marriage is the woman actually completes, watch this, she completes the vision for the home. Mm. I'm going to say that again. The woman completes the vision for the home. Okay? You cannot have a marriage without the woman. You cannot have a vision in your home without the woman. Mm -hmm. Why is that so important? Because there are certain things when you're as a head, when you are trying to lead and build the foundation and the vision for your home, there are certain attributes that only the woman can handle. I'm going to say that again. There are only certain attributes that the woman can handle. A man can't handle them. What are some of those attributes, you may ask? All right, let's start with one, number one. There is no man on this earth that can tell me that he can go out, provide for the home, come back, cook for the home, clean for the home, and take care of the home all in one day. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to do that. Why do I say that? You can challenge me on this, but here's why I'm going to say that's impossible. You're not physically and mentally capable man and made to do it. This is why the Bible desired the woman to be your helpmate. Now, there are some men now who have reversed roles, okay? There are some people who believe in there are no gender roles yeah. when it comes to marriage. Yeah. How can you speak to, to that? Because I have heard high-ranking people who have mentioned, oh, there's no gender roles, or they have um, switched roles in their marriage where the husband stays at home more than the wife does because the wife has the nine to five, you know, or the uh, 10 hour job while the husband is at home and maybe he's doing business or maybe he is um, in ministry full time. How does that work? How does that operate? What can you tell the people um, from what you just mentioned? Well, there's a difference between uh, there's a difference between working at home and working out. Uh, going out of the house. Mm -hmm. So this is why I said this is why I broke it down and hopefully the listeners heard me clearly is that I Said that there's no way a man can go to work, which means you have to leave the house You have to go spend eight to nine to ten hours at a job come home cook Clean Take care of the children put them to bed, which I mean by that and then you feel emotionally and physically okay 
there's no way you can do it. Right. I'm talking about consistently. And I totally agree. I totally agree because I feel as if that, you know, a woman, um, she is that nurturer. You know, no matter how much a man may try to fit into that role of trying to nurture the house, you know, he can try doing it, you know, but again, the woman was created to do so. All right. Um, Also, mothers, they create, they raise their daughters up in order to know how to nurture a house, a home. That is Bible. That is what it is that we are called to do as women, even if you are working a nine to five. But anyways, let's not get off of, <laughs> let's not get off yeah, of track, <laughs> right? Because we were just going. So, um, so being a team, how does that look in your home? Maybe the team means that the woman is working um, continuously and the man is staying at home. Maybe he's in between jobs. Maybe he's in ministry. All right. And, um, and, um, and the woman is working continuously outside of the home. When that happens, um, the woman may not have time to nurture the house. Okay. And it's hard to put that pressure on the woman if she is outside of the house eight hours out of the day, five, I mean, um, 10 hours out of the day. And you're trying to put that pressure on her to, to cook and to clean, because let me tell you something will lack something will most definitely lack. I tried to do it and something will lack because the woman will get tired. And I I thank you for saying that, baby, because you, you made me think about my comment a, a little bit more in depth and in, okay and I started I said that man a man can't do it but actually man or woman no one can physically do that because it's a burden it's a burden on anyone have to carry the load of doing it all now are there women out there that have done it yes are there men out there that have attempted to do it <laughs> yes but I Guarantee you, if you would sit down and interview that woman or that man and ask them how did they do it or how did they feel doing it, I'm, I guarantee you they're going to tell you it was a struggle. Yeah. So I get to that to say this. Teamwork is not about the two struggling. Mm-hmm. Teamwork is about balance. That's right. Are you going to have your individual struggles to accomplish the greater goal? Yes. You think about sports. I'm a, I love sports, and I think about teams. Mm-hmm. And even for me in my profession, I get paid to build teams, to help teams, to grow teams. So mm-hmm. even when you think about building a team, when you build a team, every single individual that's involved in the team has to have a unique skill set that they bring to the table that's right a skill set if everyone is bringing the same skill to the table the team is not growing the team is actually staying flat i'm gonna say this again if every member of the team is bringing the same skill set the same skill set to the table the team is not growing it's staying flat why because there's no evolution with the team now, what if the team has no skill? What if the team have no skill, but you are trying to put people in place and just giving them grace in order for them to catch up, in order for them to learn a certain type of skill? 
Well, then that you have to teach. Mm-hmm. That's where the teacher comes into play. Okay. So in the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think you know we've we've heard this quite a bit. Not quite a bit. We've heard it a couple times where mm-hmm. a certain spouse just don't know how to do a certain they thing. They don't. That's right. Exactly. They do not know how to do it, and then frustration begins to set in in that spouse, and they begin to start whining and complaining because oh, my husband don't know how to provide, or my husband just don't know how to be a leader, or my wife doesn't know how to cook. Or she's not taking the initiative to clean with detail. Because you got some men who they, you know, they expect for a woman to clean, not just clean, but clean with detail. Yeah. Because their moms did it and they saw their mom do it, yeah. you know? But in the essence to that, to connect that to teamwork, you have to teach. You have to teach the other spouse. Here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Here's how we need to do it. If I'm an expert in one area and you're not, Mm -hmm. then I have to teach you my expectations or how it should be done so that we can sustain that same success. Or you do it. Am I right? Or you do it. Or 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 you you just just continue to keep doing it. Do it and take it on. (laughs) Right. Because you know what you're dealing with. (laughs) That's right. But if we're talking about team, but even in that, babe, Mm -hmm. think about it. That's still, I, I just made that point earlier that a team is not evolved about everyone doing the same thing. That still does not make us a team if I'm having to do everything. Mm. Cause mm-hmm. guess what? I'm doing what I know to do mm-hmm. and you ain't growing. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. haven't learned anything, you haven't evolved, mm-hmm. so you can't take anything off my plate. That's right. Because That's right. I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. So we gotta be able to allow our spouses to evolve mm-hmm. into growing into areas where they need to improve so that way we can function as a team. Exactly. As husband and wife. Talk about the spouses who are um, very picky. They are very picky in how they want things done because there are uh, spouses who we have talked to in the past that, um, for an example, the husband loves to cook, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they do not give their wife grace to be able to get in the kitchen and cook a meal because Mm -hmm. every time that wife cooks, that wife um, may not have added a certain amount of seasoning into the food the way how their husband may like it. Mm -hmm. So again, that spouse is very picky. Maybe the wife doesn't want the husband to clean, but the husband, uh, a mother probably have raised him up to clean. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say this. I, was, I wasn't I was going to say mother, but what I was going to say is that that spouse is being unfair because he or she is expecting the other to live up to a level of expectation. Mm-hmm. Watch this, where they have never communicated to this spouse. Hmm. See, if, you, if I keep on letting you cook, knowing that it's not to my liking, mm-hmm but I haven't showed you how to do it to my liking, then I've just, I've, I failed you at succeeding. Mm-hmm. Really, of pleasing you, of right? Pleasing me, yeah. right? Right. Really what I did is I've allowed you to continue to um, live in this, this reality of you're doing a great job, but really you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really you're not. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about teamwork, you got to be able to give your spouse room to grow into what it is that you are expecting of them. Right. 
the creation that we made as as husband and wife doesn't involve watch this unless grace is involved in our marriage mm -hmm. which means if God is not there who's the head of grace if he is not in there to allow us to understand hey I'm gonna give you grace to learn this or please give me grace to learn that then we're not working as a team mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for an example let's talk about the beginning years of our marriage right when when we first got married you wanted your chicken cooked a certain way right and for me i came into the marriage and i was cooking chicken the oh. way how my grandmother <laughs> yeah. would cook chicken right yeah. So, so my grandmother would fry the chicken and she would fry the chicken, hard. you know, hard, <laughs> right? But I grew up on eating my chicken that way. Then my mother, she will also cook the chicken that way as well. Yeah. So it wasn't until I got out of my box yeah. of my household of growing up yeah. with my grandmother and my mom. Yeah. When I moved in with my husband, my husband was the one that told me, wait a minute, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is not how you cook chicken. It's yeah. supposed to be still juicy, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you taught me how you liked your chicken. Mm -hmm. Listen, leaders only lead the way they were taught. Let me say that again. Leaders only lead the way they were taught. So guess what? If you were in an environment where you were taught to lead a certain way, nine out of 10 times, you're going to train your subordinates or people that direct report to you that same uh, methodology or style of leading or learning or doing something. So if you were only taught to fry your chicken hard, <laughs> then I had to say, hey babe, listen, I don't like my chicken like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like my chicken that hard. Like I like a little softness to it and tenderness to it because it hurts my teeth when I'm biting into it. <laughs> but for you, you like the phrase that they used to, uh, that she would use is I like my chicken tight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even when she ordered her chicken, yeah. fry it tight, yeah. fry it tight. <laughs> but I, I like my chicken a little, little moist and softness to it. I don't really like it. I like it crispy, but I don't like it fried hard. Mm -hmm. I, I'll use that term. Uh, but if I if I never showed told you that or say hey babe this is how I like my chicken and then we work together to compromise to learn how it to balance it out in our home, then we would still be squalling over how to cook chicken. Right. <laughs> I said it to say this: you are still squalling over issues in your home because you and the spouse have never came to a compromise on how to deal with it as a team. Mm -hmm. And until you sit down and say hey look okay how can we do this so both of us are happy about it right and that's where humbleness yeah. the party have to humble themselves in order to receive what their spouse is saying because when my husband first told me it sounded so foreign to me mm -hmm. and it kind of hurted me a bit because I'm like wait a minute you know I'm thinking that I'm doing a good job mm -hmm. by cooking um, my husband a good soulful meal you know me being young you yeah. know and I'm doing it you yeah. know that's what I thought I was doing but according to his taste buds and 
his liking, not so. So I had to humble myself and to hear him out and to um, watch him and see how he cooks chicken, how he likes his chicken to be cooked. Yeah. So we say this, maybe your issue is not chicken in your home. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a a more major uh, task or duty that you and your spouse need to come to terms with so that both of you can work as a team rather than one person feel like they're doing it all by themselves. Mm -hmm. Take this opportunity to sit down with your spouse, discuss those things, um, see how the both of you can come to a compromise to see for the betterment of your marriage, how can we work together to build towards the future, Mm -hmm. okay? So that's all we have today. We hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, And remember, don't kill the chicken twice. (laughs) Uh, It's already killed once, so you don't have to kill it twice by (laughs) frying it hard. Take care. (laughs) 